Intelligent devices like Alexa and smart appliances that we're letting into our homes may call into a question what kind of privacy we're giving up to make life more convenient and personalized. I recently sat down with Lugio Bauer, an associate professor of electrical and computer engineering and computer science at Carnegie Mellon University. We discussed AI and what it means for our privacy and security. And he has some good news. What if the same technology used to make these devices smart could be used to our advantage to make us even more secure and protect our privacy? AI is uh, different things to different people. Um, and, and in general, when we think of AI, we, we think of all the algorithms that make computers behave in ways that are so smart that it seems like it should be a human behind there controlling things. Right? And so what this also means is that the set of algorithms that is called AI changes over time because after we have perfected a kind of technology, we become so used to it and it just becomes part of a lot of products and we stop calling it AI, even though once upon a time we might have. And so similarly, a lot of the things that we call AI today, maybe in five years, it'll just be a standard behavior that we expect various products to have and we won't think anything special of it. Lugio uses AI to help both experts and everyday users, like you and me, to be safer and more secure on the internet. Now, there is a particular class of AI algorithms uh, that deserve special interest, and that, th th those are the ones that uh, we call machine learning, and, and those are those are different than than AI in general. So, in, in machine learning, we're specifically talking about algorithms, which the way they are created, in some sense, the way their behavior is created, is not by human programming what they will do, but by showing them lots of data. Right? And for, for each piece of data, we tell them what answer they should give. And we, we do this with many, many, many uh, pieces of data. This is called training. Uh, and afterwards, they somehow, quote unquote, learned to do this process by themselves. So that when we show them another piece of data, they will produce an output that hopefully will be good. And we won't know exactly why they did it. So how can AI help us increase security and protect our privacy? So for end users, uh, one kind of um, one kind of input that machine learning or AI algorithms can give us is that they can help us understand the consequences of certain things we're about to do. Right? Often, as we navigate the web, we change settings in our web browser or on our computer. The various things that we do might have an effect on our security and privacy. They might make it more likely that our system would be, get compromised or more likely that we would accidentally share data with somebody. Right? And, so, and so in situations like that, if we had more knowledge about what could happen, maybe we would make safer decisions, right? And so machine learning or AI could step in and say, by the way, did you know this particular thing, right? So now that you've considered it, maybe you'll make a different decision, right? So that's where the AI just provides more information, but it's the specific information that, that, that probably you need, right? So the, the job of the AI is to, in some sense, infer what it is that you don't know, you, you forgot, but that's important for this particular decision. So what you're saying, Professor Bauer, is that AI is really a tool to help us make safer decisions. I know as an everyday user, there's always a lot of information to consume and sort through every day. And sometimes it's hard to make the time to pay attention to better privacy practices because it's not convenient or hard to control. So that's one category, informational. Another category is, is sort of reminders or nudging, where it's not that you don't know it's not that you're unaware, uh, you don't have information at your disposal to make a decision, it's just that you're not paying attention, so you might make the less safe decision, or, or maybe you just don't care, right? Uh, you didn't want to bother to think about it. So in this, those cases, also the AI can step in. And you can kind of think of it almost as the opposite of what um, 
what Gmail does. And so Gmail suggests sometimes, oh, did you also want to send this email to this person, right? Uh, and you can imagine tools that that do the opposite for security and privacy. They might do, they might they might understand based on the content of an email that maybe there's information that you didn't mean to share with certain people on the tool list. And so it might go and say, did you maybe not mean to include these people on the tool list, right? Because this is the kind of information that you usually don't share with them. Um, and there are other situations where a similar thing could happen, like you're browsing to a website which asks you for a particular kind of information and you start typing it in and maybe the tool recognizes that this is not a thing that you normally do and it steps in and says, uh, you know, well, you know, actually, if, if you give this kind of information to a website, here are some harmful things that could happen. You know, here are some steps you could take to help you decide whether you really want the website to have that information. Both remind us that we might be doing something that we don't intend to do, that's not consistent with our in intentions or preferences when it comes to security and privacy, uh, or it might inform us so as to influence our preferences because maybe we didn't know that we shouldn't be comfortable with sharing a particular piece of information, but if we are informed about some of the harms that can come because of it, then maybe we will realize that, oh, this is actually a less safe behavior than I'm comfortable with. Maybe maybe somebody will still be completely comfortable with that, with that behavior, and that's fine, right? Mm -hmm. we the goal isn't, the, the goal, at least of my research, isn't necessarily to change people's minds if they have a well-founded reason based on which they decided that this is okay with them, right? It's just to, if they don't have a well-founded reason or they're just making an accident even according to an accidental mistake even according to themselves that's the things that i'd like to fix you've talked about all these areas where ai can help what are some projects that you are working on specifically to address these issues one, one specific area where i'm working in is the uh, this area of helping end users uh, so, so so trying to devise tools which can step in and either provide users with more information or, or nudge users closer to the, the behavior that they intend, uh, which is hopefully the safer, more, more privacy-preserving behavior. Um, one, of the, one of the relatively long-running research problem projects that we've had in the space uh, is actually the project on, uh, on uh, usable and secure passwords. Mm -hmm. um, so, so there, one of the outcomes of the project is a machine learning-driven tool, which when you start creating a password, it is able to estimate how, how strong this password is. And then based on this uh, strength estimate, it can also, it cannot, not, it, 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 first it does go ahead and, give in, and tell you, oh, this here is about how strong this password is. But in addition to that, it uses this uh, method for estimating strength to generate very specific suggestions as to how you can make your password better. Right? And so these suggestions sort of take into account the password that you have created and also the things that about that the things about that password that make it, maybe make it not a great password. Right? And then they they make uh, the tool would make very concrete suggestions about what you can add to that password to make it better. And it'll take each one of these suggestions that it makes and it'll actually measure the strength of that suggestion, the result to make sure that, that in fact it is stronger than what, what uh, you started creating. Well, what you said, Professor Bauer, is super helpful because some password meters just tell you if your password is strong or not. But then it still leaves me wondering how exactly to change it to make it stronger. And then even if I do change it, how am I supposed to remember it? I think what your work points out is that even though there might be some trepidation when it comes to thinking about AI, all that you've talked about are instances where it's really directed toward the user or human involved. 
So what do you think we'll be seeing in the future with AI's impact on privacy and security? I think there really is a huge amount of potential in the kinds of uses of AI that I talked about to, to sort of guide you as you are navigating this increasingly complex cyber-physical environment to try to make sure that you don't accidentally do something that causes you harm. I think also, to me, what's really cool is, is this notion that the tools can guide you not just to behaviors that are safer, but behaviors that are sort of a good match between what's safe and what you actually want. Mm -hmm. right? So it's almost like the combination of you get the good movie recommendation that's based on sort of a very personalized understanding of who you are and what you have done, right? And on top of that, the AI also watches for your security and privacy. Buyo's work shows the capabilities AI, and specifically machine learning, have to help us be safer and protect our privacy, something that might currently seem like it's difficult to control and understand. While there are always positives and negatives to any technology, AI can really help us look to a safer and more secure digital future. This podcast has been brought to you by the College of Engineering at Carnegie Mellon University. I'm Alexandra George.